Yo, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Brad Jack Show. Week five is officially over, and we're here to recap it um, with my other host, Jack. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, man. Um, good week five in the books. A lot of scores to go over. I'm ready for it. All right, all right. So we're just gonna dive right back or right into it. Um, we're gonna start with the Thursday night football game. The Colts and the Broncos, this was a hard game to watch. I know this was trending over social media because it was so, so bad. Broncos couldn't do anything. The Colts couldn't do anything. Tons and tons of field goals, a lot of injuries. Um, really not much to take out of this game. Uh, Wilson had two picks, um, 21 for 39. I mean, the whole game was just, sorry, field goal after field goal, and there's no touchdowns in the entire game, and um, there's not much to say about it. But Colts come out with the dub 12 to 9. Yeah, pretty sorry performance from both teams, uh, both sides of the ball. Um, and that's pretty much what we can say about that. Uh, well, moving on to so the Giants and Green Bay game played in London over the weekend. Um, I mean, who could have saw who could have seen this coming? The Giants beat the Packers 27 to 22. They're now 4 and 1. Um, Daniel Jones uh 21 for 27 217 yards it was mostly Saquon Barkley getting the job done 13 carries for 70 yards a touchdown Daniel Jones also did run for 10 yards and 37 yards but um Brian Dayville I want to say this is more of a coaching win for the Giants than more than an actual player win he's doing a hell of a job over there in New York and he's just getting these guys all riled up and he's getting these guys winning important games and um it's an important stretch down the road for the Giants um, same same goes to the the Packers uh, three and two now the Vikings are four and one they do lead the division. It's it, it's a battle for both these teams going forward and um, that's that for this for this week for the Packers and the Giants. Yep, and I, I've been saying in every podcast, Dayball is is uh, obviously former Buffalo Bill offensive coordinator, and um, I said it last week. I'll say it again this week because they won against a very good, well, should be good Green Bay Packers team. He just brings in a different kind of energy um, to the locker room. And I think you can see it. Saquon's getting a lot of touches, and he's playing very well and confident. And I think he brings that confidence for this Giants team. So, yeah, they uh, they, they, they had the, the mental capacity and the, and the, the um, enough um, drive to come back and win in the second half and, and uh, get the win out of uh, Green Bay. So, massive win there for uh, – for the um, for the Giants, and uh, we're gonna move on here to the Bills versus Steelers. Um, I watched this whole game, and it was um, a complete beatdown. It was like you know, it was like the big brother um, playing the little brother in ping pong. I mean, there was just no chance for the little brother. He had no chance at all. Even when the big brother gave him options and chances to you know make a play, make a comeback, get a point. It just didn't happen. Um, <clears throat> right off the start, Josh Allen is an absolute monster. He didn't play the fourth quarter and part of the third quarter, and he still comes out of this game with 450 yards passing. And only 20, um, 20 passing attempts, which is ridiculous. Um, I know people were talking about him possibly breaking a, a passing record in this game, and I think if he played the fourth quarter, he definitely would have. Um, because he was that close he was I think believe he was only 100 yards away or so um but yeah four passing touchdowns Gabe Davis 170 yards on three catches two massive ones one 98 yard one out of the end zone two yard line um and then um 
Another long one over the top. Ripped it from Minka Fitzpatrick for a touchdown. Um, some of the rookies on the Bills got some action, got in, got in the end zone. Um, the Steelers just, I mean, they looked absolutely lost. A lot of people are saying, you know, it looked like they weren't even giving effort in this game. And, um, you know, I would agree to an extent. It didn't look like a, your normal Steelers defense or your Steelers team. And I think t- with T.J. Watt being out, you know, that that's a, ma- that's a major factor over there in Pittsburgh. Um, but Kenny Pickett, very optimistic about him. Um, he threw for 300-plus yards against a, a very good Bills defense. Couldn't get in the end zone, couldn't convert. But he was uh, making his checkdowns, um, and he, he was he was putting the passes on target. So uh, I think uh, Pittsburgh has something to be optimistic about over there. Yeah, um, I'd say the same, too. Kenny Pickett's showing some, some decent signs. He didn't have a touchdown in the game, but it's going up against the Buffalo's defense, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but a uh, hell of a game by Buffalo. They get, uh, get the job done 38-3. Uh, moving on, Chargers and Browns. Uh, this was a shootout most people did not want to happen. Uh, did not want to happen. Uh, the Chargers win the game 30-28 to off of a missed field goal from Cade York um, with 11 seconds left in the fourth. I mean, hell of a day for running games, uh, hell of a day for passing games. Uh, Herbert, 22 for 34, 228 yards, a touchdown. Actually, it's pretty average. Uh, kind of the same, 21 for 34, 230 yards, a touchdown, and interceptions. Uh, run game was pretty phenomenal for both teams. Austin Eckler, 16 carries for 173 yards, a touchdown. Um, the backup, Joshua Kelly, had a pretty decent game, 10 carries for 50 yards, excuse me, um, a touchdown as well. For the Browns, Nick Chubb. Monster, 17 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt also showing up there. Uh, 11 carries, 47 yards, a touchdown as well. Pretty, I mean, it was an offensive battle. Mike Williams had a pretty big day. Uh, 10 for 10 receptions, 134 yards. Joku on the Browns, six receptions, 88 yards. It's just, it kind of came down to that last second field goal in, um I, I heard there was guts in this game. Uh, Brandon Staley, the head coach for the Chargers, uh, went on a decision not to punt on fourth down with a buck 14 remaining in the fourth quarter. Um, so they were banking on Kate York, the rookie kicker for the Browns, to miss, which he ended up doing. And the Chargers sneak away with a 30 to 28 win in Cleveland. Um, not much to really say about that. Uh, just offensive battle from the beginning. Yeah, the Chargers look great. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they, they're kind of doing what we assumed they would do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we I, coming in this game, you would think it's a little bit larger of a margin. But Browns look good in their run game. Everyone knows the run game um, over over in Cleveland. And, um, you know, I think they're, they're, they're looking better than, you know, they may have started out the season. So, I agree. Um, optimistic over there for both teams. Um, we're going to move on here to the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to briefly go over this, and then I'm going to pass it to my Vikings fan, Jack. Um, Vikings win 29-22. to 22. Um, I just want to say Kirk Cousins, um, I was not aware of this. I don't even know if you – if I'm not sure if you were aware of this during this right game. Um, Cousins set a franchise record with 17 consecutive completions to start the game. I did not know that, but I did. I was listening to the game on the radio, um, and I did hear he did. He was like eighteen for eighteen. I didn't hear the, the stat though, mm-hmm. but I did hear he was going like 
you know, 17 for 18, 18 for 18 on that type of that type of thing, which is which is amazing. So, yep, yep. It says uh, Cousins recorded 17 consecutive uh, completions. The Vikings reached the end zone on their first three possessions midway through the second quarter. So obviously a monster start right off the rip from the Vikings. Um, you, you know, you kind of want them to hold that pace throughout the rest of the game. They they really didn't. They kind of gave the Bears a chance. The Bears really hit the hit the ground with this with this game. Um, Justin Fields threw for a season high 208 yards, um, which is you know not a lot, Jeez. but that's kind of the player the, that that the Fields is, and, and that's kind of the way they use Fields. Um, but Bears run game um, looks good. Justin Jefferson, career high, 12 catches, 154 yards. Um, Vikings offense looks good in this game, and they moved to four and one. So I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah, I'll just talk briefly on this game because there's not really much to pull from it. Um, the Bears, they have a horrendous defense, and for the Minnesota Vikings just to put up 29 points, and for them to actually let them come back in the game, what are you doing? I mean, I, this is it, it. So we're up. We're up 21 to 10 going into the half and then we score eight points in the fourth quarter and that's it that's horrible you can't allow that and you can't allow them to come back on you like this this went down to the wire i'm, pr- I'm pretty sure this went down to the wire i mean it it's like it's almost like the ravens how their defense just chokes in the last three and third and fourth quarters you can't allow that to happen and you can't allow that to consistently happen i mean you have to win these games by a lot the Bears are not a good team. You have to you have to beat these teams. These are the wins that you need to win by a lot. Granted, a win's a win, but I'm disappointed coming out of this game. Yep. Yep. I uh, yeah, I don't have much to pull away from it. But um, for anyone that didn't listen to the last podcast, Jack did say the Bears are the worst team in the NFL. So um, for it to be a close game, I'm sure the uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you being upset is reasonable. Yeah. Um, in bear, embarrassing, no pun intended. No pun intended there. I like it. That was smooth. Appreciate that. Um, we're gonna go, we're gonna skip this one, but uh, briefly go over it. Patriots, um, one twenty nine to zero against the Lions. Um, Lions were coming into this week leading the NFL in um in offense, and they uh laid an absolute goose egg. Um, zeros across the board. I couldn't get anything done. Uh, Nineteen. 35 Jared Goff and a pick um Stevenson the running back for Patriots 161 yards Myers 111 yards receiving I mean Patriots Belichick defense is tough but you know if if you're coming into week five with the leading offense you know you you know don't call it a fluke but you know you thought you you would expect at least a field goal you You can't put up zero stomps you can't put up no points yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna go ahead and skip that one. Yeah. Briefly went over it, and no, I think that was enough. Good for the Patriots. <laughs> um, um, yeah, go ahead. yeah, we'll move on. Um, like Brett said, the Patriots are not a good team. Basically, all right, moving on. The Seattle New Orleans game. Uh, Nola takes the dub here, thirty nine, thirty two. I mean. I, I want to say people expected a shootout. These these defenses were not good. Um, but I just want to say how, how good Geno Smith is looking nowadays. And, and he's proven his naysayers wrong. And people who wrote him off, he ain't riding back, like he said. So um, it's a big dub for Taysom Hill this week. Um, nine carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, 
If you had him in fantasy, God bless you. And if you didn't, well, what are you going to do? Um, Geno Smith, like I said, he, he was pretty good this, this week. 16 for 25, 268 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Seattle rushing Rashad Penny. I believe he did get injured in this game. He um, unfortunately, I believe, broke his leg. So he will be out for the season. Um, Kenneth Walker, the third, took over. Um, eight carries for 88 yards and a touchdown. So not a bad day on the, on the ground for Seattle. Um, Alvin Kamara for uh, the Saints, 23 carries, 103 yards. So your traditional running back didn't have a bad day for uh, New Orleans either, but Taysom Hill just kind of took over this game. Um, and that's pretty much that. They're, they're, Seattle's defense is, is pretty horrible this year. Um, we'll, we'll just have to take a look at their offense from here on out because they're off. If you're... If you're letting Andy Dalton put up 39 points on you and, and Taysom Hill is not even a – he's like your jackknife kind of guy, you can't allow that to happen. And and um, Seattle's offense just needs to be – or defense needs to be a little bit better. And um, I see them, you know, having a an okay season. Um, I don't know about the Saints. They have a bunch of injuries everywhere on offense and defense. So we'll just keep watching them down the stem, and um, and that's that. Yeah, and in fantasy terms, if you don't have Geno Smith, or or if if Geno Smith or Taysom Hill is on the waivers right now, I would get them immediately. Yeah. Geno Smith, he's just putting up numbers for for a quarterback that you know no one drafted, and then mm-hmm. Taysom Hill can really do anything around the field and can be used at any time, and I think he just showed that. And I think most people went and picked them up immediately because of the performance that he just showed, and I think they're going to utilize him more. Taysom or Geno, it really helped. Taste him. Yeah. I feel like people forgot about him. So, yeah, he's kind of like a secret weapon. It's like it's it's funny because Taysom Hill is like even last year Taysom Hill was used and it was like oh shit this guy is good, and then this year comes around and the Saints are like the Saints aren't very good this yeah. year blah blah blah, and then out of nowhere Taysom they use Taysom Hill, you know for multiple things and he has a massive game and it's like oh shit Taysom Hill is like a thing. Yeah, we forgot. And oh, did we have Taysom Hill. He's good, Damn. dude. Forgot. Yeah, he's a good. He's he's a, he's he's good at what he does. So, um, yep. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next game to an absolute dogfight. Um, by dogfight, that was just absolutely. It was completely one sided. The Jets smacked the dog shit out of the Miami Dolphins. We got big lungs. And right I'm about now. to roast the Dolphins, bro. I'm about to roast the Dolphins big right lungs. now because. I'm tired of Dolphins fans. The Dolphins fans are crazy right now on the social media. They think they're so hot, bro. You starting out, what do you start out three and zero, three and two now? You you're saying you you oh you two is gonna come back and we'll be all right, bro. The defense gave up forty points. I thought your defense was good. You know, I was I was thinking, oh, you know, I was looking at the rankings. The Dolphins' uh, passing defense is it lit up uh, what thirty or their thirtieth in passing defense. I'm looking at the stats for this game. That just didn't even have a passing touchdown. Zach Wilson, get your rushing touchdown. Barrios, get a rushing touchdown. Michael Carter, get two of them. Brees Hall, get your rushing touchdown. 97 yards on the ground for Brees Hall. 100 yards receiving for Brees Hall. What the hell is going on right now? I thought this defense was a top five defense over in Miami. You know, F Tua, bring Tua back. I don't care. But if your defense is lit up 40 points to the New York Jets... It don't matter, bro. It really does not matter. You can't lit up 40 points to a team like the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, Brees Hall, rookie. Corey Davis. 
Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios. I mean, these guys are NFL players, and that's it. They're not. They're they don't have anybody elite. They really don't. And they gave it. They they put forty points on y'all. This is not a good look for the Miami Dolphins. I don't know what's going on with that defense. I don't know. Even, like I don't honestly. I don't care. Even I don't even really care who's your quarterback. You have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Give them the ball and let them run. Tyreek had seven receptions. 47 yards. Not good production. Waddle, three receptions. Why is he not getting the ball more? Why would you not give the ball more to Waddle? Moster had 18 carries for 113 yards. To be honest, the only reason he had so many yards is because of the amount of carries he had. And he he had good production. He had, he had a, a 6.3 um, on, on average. But you're, you're now my... You're, the Jets have 40 points in the fourth quarter. You know, I'd hope you're, you're launching the ball. And Skyler Thompson's not it. Bridgewater it, uh, went out with a concussion right right off the rip. And, and the Dolphins just, it was just downhill from there. And kudos for the Jets. All, all um, the New York teams, the Jets and the Giants and the Bills are all um, plus 500 right now. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm done. I'm done with that. The Dolphins need to figure it out or they're not going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know about the playoff take as of yet, but I also don't know what, what Mike McDaniel's uh, game plan was for this game, um, and especially with Teddy Bridgewater going out mid-game. I guess they try to give Skylar Thompson the rock and pass it around a lot, but that, that did not happen. He was horrible. Um, they gave uh, Mostert some chances. He did actually pretty well, but it's not enough to hold the Jets. And I can't believe I'm saying this. It's not enough to hold the Jets to 40 points. Um, and like you were saying, Brad, the, their defense, what are they doing? Like This is just a fall-apart exposure of their defense. And like you said, that's pretty much all you can say about it now. Playoff take, I don't know yet because it's week five. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that conversation later. Yeah. Um, all right, up next... I believe we were skipping the Atlanta and Tampa Bay game. Um, there's, there wasn't really much going on in that game besides that one you know, horrible flag. Um, that's yep. that's literally what everybody's talking about in this game um, because it wasn't really much. Tom Brady had um, 351 yards passing, uh, 35 for 52, a touchdown. Um, you threw the ball a lot, and you still, and you put up twenty one points. And you put up thirteen points in the second quarter. You put up eight points in the third quarter. Um, I, I don't even know what to tell you when you throw the ball fifty two times and you only put up twenty one, thirteen points in the second and eight in the third. I don't know what to tell you at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, yeah, and I, I actually, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Atlanta. Atlanta's uh, Atlanta's pretty bad, um, and I think Tampa Bay's defense really showed up against Atlanta throughout those first three quarters, and then garbage time. I think it was fifteen points they put up in the fourth. So it, Atlanta's bad. Tampa Bay is decent. So for them to walk away with this W is good on them. But that horrible call, uh, there's some there's some rules need to be changed in the NFL coming soon. Yeah, I needed. I want to touch on that call because it's so hard to be a defensive pass rusher in this league right now. I mean, if you watch that clip, that dude did everything in his power to not get the call. I mean, he's making the tackle, trying to strip the ball. He had to get past the O lineman. Without getting a with you know without getting a flag he 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 purposely grabbed Brady and then twisted his three hundred pound body around 
so he he so he wouldn't hit him in a way that would be an obvious flag um you know Brady snaps back lands on his back um listen I can recall Tua that just got a late hit and slammed on his back and hit his head and there was no flag so why is Brady getting one yeah so just want to put it in perspective there and 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 you know something has to be done and something will be done because a lot of the you know as much as the NFLPA gets shit for this type of stuff they usually they usually do something about it in a timely manner um so they're, they're really on top of safety of the players in my opinion so as much shit that they get on media and and um you know what else so yeah that's my take yeah i agree um well, let's not spend too much time on this game. Yeah. Um, let's continue on. Um, let's see. The Titans and the Commanders are actually not going to spend too much time on this game either. Um, the Titans win 21-17. Wentz went for uh, 359, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, you know, looking. Look, he's catching his stride a little bit. Still not the production I'm sure they're looking for. 28 carries for 102 yards. Um, two touchdowns, um, 28 carries. You know, you kind of want a little bit more breakout runs, a little bigger runs. I think they have an O-line situation going on there. Um, Brown on the Washington's 105 yards, two touchdowns. Um, McLaurin needs more touches or more, more targets, in my opinion. I started him. <laughs> um, then you figure it out. So, but yeah, I'm not getting into this game. The Titans uh, 121-17. They're making a little bit of a comeback here. I believe that's three wins in a row for the Titans, starting out 0-2. So, I think the Titans are one of those teams where, the, the, of course, the record did not reflect um, the type of team they are in those first two games at the beginning of the season. So, Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think um, with Carson Wentz still under the gun there in Washington, uh, he's, he's a stat patter like he is, but I, if you have receivers in fantasy on, on Washington, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's move, let's, we're moving on from that one. Let's get into the Niners game. The San Francisco 49ers on the road in Carolina this past weekend. They pulled off a W, 37-15. There's not much we can really say about this game either besides uh, Matt Rule was just fired from Carolina. They're in a rebuilding stage. Um, Carolina just picked up Baker Mayfield in the offseason, obviously. He's horrible like everybody thought he was going to be. Um, Sam Darnold, like I'm saying right now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but probably is a better option than Baker Mayfield at this point. Can't find any receivers open. Um, the Niners, uh, their defense is going to bring them, is going to get them far. I don't, I don't know about their offense uh, with Jimmy G back there. Um, they have a good run game going. It's not, um, it's not maybe like elite status, but Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, Pretty big day on the on the ground. 17 carries, 120 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Jimmy G, 18 for 30. That's uh, actually not that good. 253 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Carolina's Carolina's defense is also pretty bad. Um, they do have some elite um, defenders on there, but when you just have a horrible coaching staff and just just a bad organization in general, you can't get anything done with 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 those heads at the top. Uh, but big big dub for the Niners. Um, and I think they carry this momentum going forward. So um, after that, we're just going to go ahead and move on to the Cowboys um, versus the LA Rams. 
Um, Cowboys come away with a dub here, 22-10. to 10. This was a big one for the Cowboys. Um, but I'm actually going to touch on the Rams first here. Um, the Rams have a lot of um, things happening right now that are trending in the wrong direction. Their offensive line um, is giving up the most sacks in the NFL right now. They gave up another five um, to the Cowboys, who have a really good D-line, um, a very good defensive line there in uh, Dallas. Um, their offense seems to work around Cooper Cup, and that's it. Like, there's nobody else running routes on the field, 10 targets to Cup. Um, Higby got 10 car- targets, for but he only ended up at 46 yards, so it's really not a big impact. Um, Stafford, 28 for 42. Um, 308 yards, one touchdown, one interception. QB rating of 38. 38. Horrible. It's really bad performance by this offense in L.A., and it's kind of scary, you know. I mean, realistically, the big the big losses that L.A. had or during the offseason was their, their left tackle. Um, their all-pro left tackle. Um, who's the leader of that, that offensive line? And it's obviously made an impact, immediate impact, losing him. Uh, OBJ and um, um, I can't remember the other receiver who's injured at the moment. But um, yeah, there's a lot of changes that need to be had in LA. Um, as far as Dallas, kind of expecting them to come out with the dub. Cooper Rush, he's clicking, going crazy. Big fans of Cooper Rush over here on this podcast. Um, you know, not a huge performance, but that's just another dub. Just Throw it on it. the stat sheet. Cooper Rush got another one. Um, 10 for 1,602 yards. Did his job. You know, yeah. did enough. He walked out of the building with the W. Am I right? Um, QB rating of 16. We don't even need to talk about it, right? It's a W. We don't need to talk um, about it. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Um, Pollard, 86 yards, 8 carries. I think the main thing here is is just that defense over um in Dallas right now um they, they got to pick five sacks 11 QB hits um touchdown um by Demarcus Lawrence they look great on defense right now um I believe they're top five in the league and it's good to see um Dallas kind of swinging in the right direction I think we can all prepare for a playoff loss again this year but hey looking good right now looking good yeah I agree uh Cooper Rush he's He's managing the game well. Um, Mike McCarthy, I want to give some heads up to the coaching staff there. Uh, hell of a job with Cooper Rush back there. I mean, he's four and one now. Um, Cooper Rush is, I think, five and zero oh as a starter, which is ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. hell of a job by the Cowboys and their their defense is holding them holding them in these games. And um, we'll see if they can they can continue that going on. But moving forward, uh, we'll get over this Eagles and Cardinals game real fast. Um, the Eagles five and zero. They got another dub in Arizona, twenty to seventeen. Uh, Jalen Hurts twenty six for thirty six, two hundred thirty nine yards, no touchdowns um, in the air, but on the ground two touchdowns, uh, fifteen carries, sixty one yards. Miles Sanders also had a, a okay day, fifteen carries for fifty eight yards. Um, Dallas Goddard was their main guy uh, last week. Eight receptions for 95 yards. Um, like I said, no touchdowns in the air. Nobody had touchdowns in the air. Um, like a big, uh, big running day for the Eagles. Uh, Arizona, I, 
it, Arizona's one of those teams that is just kind of going with the flow, I think. And, and a lot of there was a lot of talks of Kyler Murray. There's no there's no real game plan for Kyler Murray, and it's just Kyler Murray uh, holding the playoff for 30 seconds and then finding a guy open. That's that's pretty much Arizona's game plan right now, which is not doing them too hot. 0 three at home. I think they're like I don't even know a horrible record at home in like since like 2019 or somewhere 2020. Um, but yeah, Cliff Cliff King Cliff Kingsbury. I, I I don't know what to say about the coaching staff over there. It sounds like he's just the cool guy. Um, he's not really he doesn't really have a game plan for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, he's probably just wasting Kyler Murray's career at this point. Um, but Kyler Murray, 28 for 42, 258 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. you got to throw the rock when you're behind. So um, I feel like Arizona's going to be behind a lot this year. So I, I, I like the Eagles 5-0. and um, I don't think they're actually a 5-0 and team. But who do they have next week? I, I believe they have uh, the Cowboys next week. Um, yeah, they do. So big defensive... Defensive battle coming up for the Eagles. Uh, we'll see if they go six and zero. I don't know, but Cardinals kind of scary for them going forward. Eagles, I like their momentum going forward as well. <clears throat> All right, and moving on to the Sunday night football game, we have the Bengals and the Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore, I believe, had a four-game, five-game possibly losing streak at home, which is uncharacteristic for that stadium and for that environment. But uh, the Ravens pulled this one out, 19-17. The Ravens faced a fourth and one and uh, in the third, um, or from the three. And they opted to go for it instead of kicking a field goal. They didn't get it. or they? they I'm so sorry. They kicked a short field goal, and they made it 16-10, gave the Bengals a chance. They ended up scoring, taking the lead. But um, the Ravens have a guy. They got a guy on that team, and his name is Justin Tucker. He's your guy. And he is a god elite. with the leg. Absolutely elite. Um, Justin Tucker made a 50-yard t- uh, yard kick uh, during this game. Um, he is now 17 for 17 in his career on attempts in the final minute of regulation, which is wild. <laughs> those are, those are dubs, bro. Kicker, those are bro. 17 dubs. Yeah, you, you, cannot, you, cannot, you can't allow the Baltimore Ravens to have time to, to go down the field and all they need is a field goal to win the game because it's you've lost it's over the game's over already yeah. Justin Tucker is is you know he's you see they show him warming up on the sideline but he's not really warming up he already knows he's getting ready he, he told his wife I'm coming home we <laughs> won you know it's not even it's the game's over start packing it up so he put this one away um but the Bengals had a great game it's third game that they lost by just a field goal um, I think the Bengals record does not really say what type of team they are. Mm-hmm. Two and three, but all, like I said, all three all three losses came by field goal. And um, um, Joe Burrow um, had an okay game: two hundred seventeen yards, one, one touchdown, one interception. Lamar Jackson, same thing: okay game, one hundred seventy four yards, one touchdown. It's tough um, in the trenches type of battle. Uh, defenses came up big on on, on both sides. Um. And yeah, I mean that's about it. I'm happy the the Ravens finally got their home win, um, first one of the year. Um, but like I said, I mean both of these teams are probably gonna end up, you know, in the playoffs or at least near the playoffs by the end of the year. So rocky starts for both of them. 
but this was a, a good game came down on the wire and um justin tucker put it away yeah if you leave an opportunity for justin tucker to make a field goal he's gonna make it bottom bottom of the line yeah yeah uh we'll move on to the i believe it was that monday night game uh vegas and kc was that monday night or sunday night i can't remember monday yeah, night. monday night football yeah primetime monday night uh las vegas raiders lost to the kansas city chiefs i believe in that last um last minute or two 30 to 29 yep um Good game for Patrick Mahomes. He's still elite. He's still that guy. 29 for 43, four touchdowns, uh, 29-2 yards. Derek Carr, uh, okay day on the on the with his arm. 19 for 30, 241 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Josh Jacobs went absolutely uh, beast mode here. 21 carries, 154 yards, a touchdown as well. Um, yeah, just a shootout. Um, Las Vegas, you know, doing their Raider thing, uh, choking in the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, but you can also say that about Kansas City. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just taking the taking his team um, to the next level and getting a dub when he needs to get a dub. Um, Devontae Adams, three receptions for 124 yards. Brad, I believe you were watching a game, and I believe we were on a phone call as well. And yep. you were Absolutely. you were commentating, and Devontae Adams hit a like it was like a 50 yard pass or something like that in the end zone, and you were commentating it, and it was getting me you were getting me going. It, I don't know. Devontae Adams is such a good receiver for the Raiders, and the Raiders are just going to go. Uh, like three and fourteen this year, which is super sad. Um, yeah, and for for anyone who didn't watch this game, I'm just gonna give you the key moments. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna first say Josh Jacobs is a dog, yeah. and 154 yards. I don't think those are. I, it looked like more. Yeah, it looked like more the yards. way he was running. Explosive plays for Josh Jacobs. Um, two, Devontae Adams, three only three catches, 124 yards, two bombs, um, and like you know, like Jack was touching on uh, a bomb at the, towards the end of the game. Um, a clutch one as well, um, over the shoulder, double coverage in the end zone. That's Devonte Adams, right? Yep. Um, the next thing I want to touch on: Raiders made a absolutely abysmal, a horrible <laughs> call. I couldn't. I can't believe it. You had you score. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You score. It's thirty to twenty nine. You could kick the extra point and tie it thirty thirty, or you can go for a two point conversion and it's thirty one to thirty, right? If you, tr- if in my opinion, if you trust your defense enough to go ahead, go out, go out there and put it away at thirty-one to thirty, giving the ball back to Kansas City Chiefs, but you're risking not getting it and then you're losing, or you can go for an extra point, tie the game, trust your defense to hold them, you go to overtime. I mean, I don't know, and it, you know. If they would have got the two-point conversion, maybe we're calling the coach an absolute genius. But it was a crazy call when it happened. Um, you know, before the, even they, they they didn't complete it, I think I was saying this is a crazy call. I don't know why they're doing this. But, um, but yeah, Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns. Someone guard him, please. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, and, yeah, Mahomes is insane. And that, that's, that's it. That was the game. Probably the best game of the week, in my opinion. Um. And that pretty much wraps up week five uh, recap. I uh, thank you guys for listening in, um, watching, wherever you're watching. Um, we're on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. You guys can check us out. If you're listening on the podcast, you can leave a, a review down below or give us a like. Um, follow us. always helps out. Um, and yeah, Jack? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll run it back um, next time. Uh, we'll go over week six scores um, and... Um, Yeah, great time on the podcast tonight, Brad. Yep.
All right, everyone. Peace out. Catch you guys later. Peace.